Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Duke blog, Real Estate Stories, and we are entering episode three. Now it kind of feels like it's just something that must be done weekly. Uh, I am personally enjoying these podcast episodes quite a bit for the purpose that somebody may listen to these stories and have fun and uh, learn from them. They are, in my opinion, a fantastic way to retell the stories for a specific audience because there's not really that many people that want to listen to these stories when it comes to like my friends and family. Sure, they'll listen to some great ones, but they're not going to ask me all the time. Uh, but I think they're fascinating and I want to talk about them. So we are going to talk about some new stories today. And right off the bat, there's a couple things I want to mention that are could be story-esque. Uh, the first one is that uh, it's Monday morning. I'm here in my office. I got a whole bunch of work done. And someone called me for one of my houses I have for sale. And they said, let's go look at it. Now, it does work out. Uh, because I'm in town, it's the same city, it's in Mississauga, I'm going to be showing the house to them at 3 o'clock. And then I have 4.30 appointments right after that. So I'm going back to back appointments. Now it is 40 degrees outside and I look like I uh, or was looking like just before I started the, the podcast and the video component of it, uh, like I'm going to the beach. I had a short cut sleeve, uh, you know, shirt and uh, shorts like I'm about to play basketball or go to the beach. And thank goodness I brought this yellow uh, dress shirt that I can go to the appointment in. The only problem is I did not <laughs> bring proper shorts to show a house. Is the house is like well over a million dollars. So, you know, there's no, even if it was 300,000, I wouldn't want to be looking like I'm wearing basketball shorts. So uh, right after this podcast, since I've done all my work for the morning afternoon, I'm going to quickly go to the store, pick up some khaki shorts before I show this uh, $1.5 million house uh, to a potentially new client. Uh, hopefully they love the home. Uh, but if they don't, I'll tell them about other homes in the area. So uh, let's see how that turns out. Now, in this week's episode, I want to talk about uh, basically what a day looks like in a real estate agent's life when they are crazy busy. And what are the things that you don't realize are the pros and cons of these types of uh, a really busy realtors and b what these crazy days look like so i'm going to talk about a day i had in july i remember it quite well of course i i do normally write down my schedule so it's easy to kind of remember um, now there are some regular life components of that day too like uh, uh, me walking my son to daycare getting up with him having breakfast together these kinds of things now, but before I talk about that, let's uh, talk about a story in the making, a story in the making. What I mean by this is uh, I went to uh, a friend's condominium. So he's a past client of mine. I helped him buy the condominium back in the day before COVID. It was really, 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 really beneficial to present an offer in person. So instead of emailing any offer, faxing it in, what have you, you always want to set up a time that both agents, the seller's agents and the buyer's agent. So I'm representing the buyer here. So I want to present an offer to the sellers, have all the clients in a close proximity, like, for example, the real estate office or a Starbucks, for example. Most time real estate offices are the most professional and easiest. And they also have scanners and stuff like that if that comes up. 
and we can print stuff very easy uh, so in this case um, these clients found a really good condo it was in Scarborough so it was a little bit on the east end that's where they preferred to be for their budget their budget was really low this is three years ago there was like 300,000 or less and we found this condo for 275 first day on the market I called the agent and I said hey if my clients interested uh, can we present the offer so is your client available that's the major thing is your client available if he said no he's not available then you know i know i can't present the offer that evening or whatever but he said yeah sure okay if it's a good offer like why not right and without telling him the offer even though i knew we wanted to buy the house i call him back like an hour later i'm like okay let's do it you know my clients you know they could be a little wishy-washy just making stuff up just to secure the appointment and say they're a little wishy-washy they might change their mind today tomorrow so let's try to get this done he says okay we go in we meet everyone we present an offer of ten thousand under asking on a two hundred seventy five thousand dollar condo which is clearly the best condo at that price range because <laughs> we already looked at like 10 other ones in that area and my client would have been totally happy getting it for full price two hundred seventy five thousand and those guys the sellers come back at 272 say okay you guys are very nice you're very uh professional and my seller has a good feeling about you and he but this is the bottom line 272. okay guys it doesn't matter how this went down but the fact that we got the best possible condo and three thousand dollars off for my client because we presented it in person and we did it in a timely fashion so that evening, therefore, not that many people can go in and get involved and try to offer themselves. Um, once they present an offer, they register an offer, then the, the, the sellers have to show both offers to the sellers, right? So it could be competitive. We could end up paying full price or more uh, to try to get this one. And uh, I was really happy that the agent was willing to do that for us. So anyways, regardless, we got it for 272 three years ago. Uh, now the condo is worth around 400,000. Okay, so my clients went from 10% uh, down, uh, you know, um, 20, 30,000 or so to 130, 140, 150,000 in equity. Sounds not bad, right? Now they want to move close to their family babe, in the Ottawa area and they can get a nice house over there, three, four bedrooms for 300,000. They say, let's sell the place. Great. So I was over there last week and let's see if this is a story in the making because condo looks good. I said, yeah, it's going to look good, but let's paint it. You got a little bit of money on the side. I know you can afford it. You're asking me what you can do. So let's just be realistic. Let's paint it to a nice, fresh, neutral color. There's a lot of marks on the walls. Some of the trim looks dirty. Um, and I think it's going to look really good in pictures and video. And then we'll get a professional cleaner to clean it out for you. Deep clean. The appliances are a little uh, old. But we're going to put it at a tractor price. And I think with these improvements, um, which, you know, the paint ends up coming to a, it's a 733 square foot condo. The painter, including all the paint and all the trim and even some of the doors. So basically like everything in the condo, he's saying it's going to do it for $1,000. And my guy, one of my guys can do it in one day. So okay great so this is the plan so before i leave we've agreed we've signed everything uh, before i leave i'm like all right i have a lockbox let's go and uh, put the key in the lockbox and i'm like okay let's go down to management ask them where they want the lockbox management says they don't allow lockboxes in the building um is there like a fence i could put 
the lockbox on? Nope. No lockboxes on anywhere in the property. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Manager. Heidi <laughs> says, but you, there is a guy across the street at the Dollarama. It's actually a dollar or more is the name of the store. But anyways, whatever. In Scarborough. And he's capitalizing on the fact that we are no longer allowing lockboxes. So he's got a little spot in the corner with all the lockboxes. And you you can go there. You pay him a flat fee. He'll hold on to it for you. It's like 60 bucks. So I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. If he's open like 9 till 8, you know, that those will just be the times. So I go there. Nice gentleman. He's open every day of the week, which is good. Because I'm relying on people going to the dollar store to get the key so they can show the unit to themselves and their clients. And for myself to show it to any potential buyers that want to see it. So the guy's only open from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. That's not okay. <laughs> I would say about half the appointments are going to be after 6 o'clock. So what are we going to do? We're, the client and I are brainstorming. We're thinking about this. <laughs> Now, the, the, the cool thing about this story is that uh, my client's wife is Chinese. She's from China and there's an Asian store right beside the dollar store um, where you can get all your Asian um, groceries. And and she, I said, you know what? You're friends with those people. Why don't you ask them? They're open nine till nine. If you can put the lockbox somewhere outside or inside, whatever. And <laughs> she did talk to them. It does seem promising. But right off the bat, this condo that's going to be coming up sometime next week, it already has some unique issues where right now I have no idea where the lockbox is going to be and how people are going to access it. Uh, the sellers and I are having a good laugh, but I don't really want them to be too stressed out. So we are making progress there. But uh, I think that's a story in the making. So basically every week I will tell you an update about the process of the condo until it's sold. And how people are actually getting into the building. <laughs> uh, we're, clearly, we're going to have a good time with that one. So there's an ongoing story. Our first one in this podcast. All right. Uh, let's talk about uh, a story in July. This is just a day in the life of a busy real estate agent. So obviously, I'm talking about me. Um, now, not every month I'm this busy and not every day of the week I'm this busy and so forth. Um, but let's look at what happened in a particular day. And, um, because basically because I am, I was so busy and I have been so busy. One of the perks of uh, working with a really busy real estate agent is that they tend to be on the ball. They tend to be in the zone and that's often the case. So whenever I'm really busy or you can pick any of the top notch realtors, I think, what makes them really effective and busy is that because they get in the zone and they stay in the zone for a while, they rarely make mistakes and they know exactly what to say when things come up. Uh, and I'll give you examples of that throughout this day. But you can basically think about it like uh, a basketball player or a hockey player or any sports player of being in the zone, being in the flow. So let's say Michael Jordan or LeBron James, you know, they've won lots of titles. You know, there are moments where they're just in the zone. They can't even hear the audience around them. There's thousands of people now. Of course, there's no not, no fans right now, but um, but that's irrelevant. They are in the zone. They take over the game. They win the game in the biggest moments 
of the game. Now, of course, uh, there are no championships per se uh, for us, but when clients are expecting us to negotiate the largest assets of their lives, those each successful transaction is a championship for them. So we go to play for them. And why a busy real estate agent is better than one that's not busy. And trust me, there are moments in my career where I have not been busy. Like just even the first uh, two couple months of, qu of quarantine, um, just no one was really working that much in real estate because no one, everyone was afraid. No one wanted to look at homes. You're not busy. Like I spent a ton of time with my, with my son and my family and we did stuff around the house and it was great from that point of view. But even in saying that quarantine or not quarantine, there are times where you can feel sluggish or you're not very sharp because you haven't been in the game. Often that's after vacation and stuff like that. That's why there's a kind of an idea out there that you should definitely go on vacation three, four times a year if you're allowed to travel <laughs> uh, any year except for 2020. Um, just to refresh. But also you don't want to go on vacation when you're in the in the middle of a lot of uh, transactions and stuff, because the best time to do a deal is to do is just when you did a deal. So you get in a flow. All right. So let's talk about my day. Now, every day I roughly get up. I think this was like a Tuesday, if I remember it. And it was um, middle end of July. Uh, every day I get up around seven in the morning. Uh, the reason being is that my son normally wakes up by like seven, seven thirty. And uh, either that wakes me up or I just get up and I start working uh, or going over my day. Now, my day typically starts the night before. In this particular day, that's generally the case because I wanna, you always want to write down your schedule. You always want to review things you got to do. So you make sure you get them done. Put them in order of importance. But because I had a house going on the market, I had already done all the paperwork for the house. I had written up the description everything the photos were done the day before so i'm just waiting on the photos normally it's the day uh, in the morning or the evening and i send all the documents to my brokerage so the front receptionist girls that put up the listing they do a rough draft of it and it's all done all i need to do is just get the pictures virtual tour video all that stuff uh and then send it to them so i can do it myself but it's just a rough idea so the morning of wake up i know i have a new listing going on for sale and so that's going to be the focus of my morning right so i get up wake up with oliver we play we make uh oliver's a three-year-old he's turning three in 20 uh, august 23rd we get up we do a whole bunch of stuff uh, i walk into daycare uh, by um nine and i i you know have my lunch packed and i go to the office so at 9 30 i'm basically at the office 9.30 is what time my office opens up. So now that I have all the pictures, I've already emailed it to them uh, in the morning, probably just before my son woke up, gone over everything. I'm putting that house on the market. It's gonna be, it's gonna go live. And uh, I'm gonna spend the next two, three hours editing it, uh, marketing it, um, you know, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. I'm putting up the video on YouTube, doing descriptions of that. I'm also writing an article on my webpage under the blog, and I put that under the additional photos in the MLS listing. So when people go to virtual tour, it says additional photos, goes right to a page on my website, all the full details. This takes quite a while to do all this work, proofread it, make it look great. You know, by like one o'clock, like I'm pretty beat. You know, I you need to stop what you're doing, stop looking at the computer and go out, go for a walk, do something else, right? So yeah, we have lunch, whatever. And at three o'clock, 
or sorry, roughly around two, three o'clock, I go and show a few homes. Um, ah, one of those homes my client loves, they want to put an offer in it. Uh, I get it signed. I come home at four o'clock. I go get my son Oliver from daycare. I bring him home. We actually decided to take apart his crib that day and start building his new bed. So between four and let's say six, we're doing all that stuff at home. We're having a great time building his new bed. At the end of the day, I am human. Like I have a family, I have a wife, I have kids. Like I have to spend some time with them. doesn't matter if we're really busy or not. Now the whole time I'm building his bed, I have a townhouse for sale in Mississauga that I'm negotiating an offer. So as the day is going on, we're negotiating the details. So I, I'm talking to the, to the agent that wants to buy it. I'm negotiating with my client, telling, him the, telling them the situation. So we're already negotiating a new offer. At uh, six, by six o'clock, I come downstairs, we have dinner. 6.30, I submit the offer for a house in Milton. And the agent, when I call the agent for the seller side um, for that house, I said, hey, are there any other offers? She said, no, so just our luck. And uh, we submit an offer. I say, this is what we're willing to pay. So we negotiate on some terms. By eight o'clock, I'm finished negotiating the townhouse I have for sale. Uh, <laughs> by nine o'clock, I get the offer back for the Milton Detach home that I had submitted an offer. And uh, they ended up signing back at full price. Um, when I told my buyers that they signed back at full price, uh, now I didn't know these people that well. I met them like three weeks ago, um, getting to know them. But when I told them that I had signed, gotten them a full price signed back, so that means if we accept it as, as is, it's a done deal, it's their house. Of course, there's a conditional period. We have to give the deposit. We have a condition of financing and home inspection. But the client instantly responded with, oh my goodness, full price, Philip. Like, I wish you had gotten me. I thought there was some magic. You're going to do some magic. And, uh, you know, if I honestly thought that the house was worth less, then I would be fighting tooth and nail for my client and, and doing the best I can. At the end of the day, you're at the mercy of a seller's minimum requirement. This house, you know, was a pretty nice detached double car garage house. When I looked at the comparables, it was saying that homes like this with a finished basement that it had were going for a million twenty or more. Here we got it for 990,000. Now it needed a little bit of painting, this, that, a little bit of stuff, but they're getting a good deal on this house. I told the client right away, uh, I already sent them all this information. They know this. And I said, Hey guys, listen, how many times have you walked away from an offer situation asking yourself, dear Lord, or whatever that you're asking yourself, can I please finally win a house? Because this client was telling me she kept losing offer after offer after offer. And um, I met them and then I guided them the right way. Now they were working with another agent before and it just didn't work out. Um, that's unfortunate. I wish well for that agent. Uh, however, uh, I actually found them uh, a house in another city that they said they would consider and they bought that house. Once I told them that, hey guys, once how many times have you walked away from a situation where you put in an offer and you didn't get the house and you said, please, 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 can I just have one house? And now we're looking at a house that has it all. Like you wanted the finished basement, you have it. You wanted four bedrooms, you have it. 
you want a double car garage you have it and your budget is exactly a million this is ten thousand under your budget and compared to the market this is way under value we got lucky guys but sometimes you got to be in the game to get lucky the reason why i'm telling you guys is that in these situations where we are so incredibly busy we are listing homes we are uh, dealing with two or three offers at a time it does get mentally draining but because you're in it you can focus on the situations you can go from one phone call about someone being like hey i saw you just listed a house can i go see it to another phone call that's like oh why did you give us this offer it's such a terrible offer to another phone call that's like no my client's not willing to take the house for this much we need it like at least this much look at the comparables so, well look what i sent you there's so much happening that in a normal situation it would be extremely stressful but because we're in the situation on a day-to-day -day basis we know exactly how to handle it and we're in the flow we know what to tell the clients we know how to uh, deal with situations we know how to counter offers we know how to deal with these situations and you're just in the zone that's all there is to it in a day like if you have to think about this day i'm telling you is it's not like a typical day it's not like i have a house for sale every day like a new house um maybe every couple weeks you get a new one so like two a month or so that's pretty standard um but um to have a new listing do all the work on it work for hours on the computer show homes deal with one offer in your house deal with another offer on a, another house and still find time to eat dinner with your family <laughs> put your son to bed at like you know 8 39 <laughs> and then like all the way up until like 10 10 30 i'm just sending documents talking to people helping people out letting people understand submitting stuff to mortgage brokers because now they got the house we need to work get the financing done quick it's really challenging on these days to work like that but these days will hit you because sometimes clients just call you at the exact same time and you need to be available so whenever you think about working with an agent like a busier agent or a less busy agent keep in mind that the less busy agent is going to be more prone to mistakes trust me i told you i've been there than a busier agent the busier agent will be less prone to mistakes because they're on top of things and they know exactly what to do i almost i don't think i made many mistakes at all in july probably none at all that i can think of nothing big i didn't miss anything and uh, in july i was the number two agent for the whole company so <laughs> i have to give a shout out to myself because i did s seven transactions in that month it was crazy busy you know my wife's gonna be expecting a new baby soon and uh <laughs> things will be crazier again but uh you just have to get used to it and uh, ride it for as long as you can eventually there'll come a time in the year where there's just not much happening things settle down your clients are all settled and uh, a lot of people just start waiting for next year then you could relax enjoy more time with your fan friends and family and that kind of thing but keep this in mind work with busier agents guys because they'll get things done for you the best possible way they'll be your um championship leaders so keep those things in mind and i hope you enjoy these stories uh these are a little bit different than the first two but i will keep you posted about the scarborough condo that uh, currently doesn't have an excellent location for a lockbox <laughs> and maybe the chinese supermarket will be the place uh, so that uh, is a lot of fun i think uh, us as professionals and realtors and even the clients 
we should have a little bit of fun, even though we're selling large assets to your lives. But these are the stories we're going to continue to tell. So let's see what happens and uh, wishing everyone a great week. Uh, who knows? This week, my uh, new child could be born. I'll let you guys know about that next time. See ya.